Congratulations to Paul Swan, host of The Drive, for capturing the prestigious 2024 West Virginia Broadcasters Association Excellence in Broadcasting Award for Best Talk Show. Tune in to Paul during your drive home weekdays at 5.06 p.m. on ESPN 94.1 and AM 9.30. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 9.30 present The Drive. It is Thursday, October 26th. Your drive begins now here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for being a part of today's edition of the show. We do this every Monday through Friday, 5 to 6, right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're back to our regularly scheduled programming this week. We've got the voice of Coastal Carolina joining us coming up here in a short bit. Joe Cashin, the voice of the Chanticleers, will be with us. So we're back to uh, getting the voice of the other team back on the show with us. And this week it's going to be Joe. We had him on last year. Joe's a great guy. So looking forward to catching up with him and talking about Coastal Carolina as the Thundering Herd and the Chanticleers will do battle coming up Saturday. We got the game here on ESPN 94.1. And AM 930, it's live from South Carolina. It's like the second home for the Thundering Herd, right? Herd fans? Conway, South Carolina, sort of like a second home. How many of you are going? I'm curious. Our text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. That's the number to be a part of today's edition of the show. Is it like just... Honestly, is it like just going to your, your 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 winter home, your summer home? You've got a place already, right? I mean, this isn't a big deal. You're, you're going to roll into South Carolina. You're going to open up your, your other residency. You're going to stock the fridge, and you're going to be all set to go for the weekend. Should be a fun one. Looking forward to talking to Joe here in the next few minutes. It's, it's going to be – I don't want to say it's going to be home – field advantage for the Thundering Herd, but man, the Herd likes playing in South Carolina. The Herd likes playing in warm weather situations. The Herd fans love going to South Carolina. It's it's actually a joke with Coach Huff. He's, what do you call it, the Riviera of, of West Virginia, something like that? I think that's what he said. I'm, I'm with him there. Sort of like a rite of passage. I'm surprised the governor has not offered sort of uh, like uh, extended uh, an invitation, like break away, break away from South Carolina, be a part of West Virginia. I mean, can you do that? Do you have to be connected to the state that you're you're trying to join? Do you ha- can you can you be a breakaway? Can you do that? If there was any place that could, it might be South Carolina, or at least the beach area. So we'll do that in the next few minutes, and as I said, we'll get your text in. And again, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. we got football as well tonight. Coming up at 7, it's going to be the Charles Huff Show. You do that every Thursday night here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And then we've got NFL football action, Tampa Bay taking on Buffalo. We go in the air exactly 8 o'clock, right after the Coach Huff Show, so you won't miss a thing. You won't miss kickoff. Listen to the Coach Huff Show. Or if you're going to the Coach Huff Show, after you're done, take your pizza, 
you're getting it from Giovanni, get your takeout to go, get in the car, fire up the radio, you'll catch it all, won't miss a thing. And, of course, if you want to catch that a little early, tune into our sister station, 730 on Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. Now, while that's going on, I'll be watching a little bit of that. Well, you're watching a little bit of that, but a little modern-day hate happening tonight. Sunbelt football action tonight. Modern-day hate. State, not Southern. Southern, never state. You know, whatever the sayings may be, they don't like each other. As collective groups, they don't like each other. Georgia Southern, Georgia State. I was actually, I was talking to somebody, Georgia Southern side. They're like, no, we don't like state. We don't like those guys. Really? Is it that bad? Yes. I was getting that vibe from them. This was a few months ago. So there is definitely a lot of hate going on between Georgia State and Georgia Southern. That's going to be a fun showcase tonight, 7.30 Sunbelt football action on ESPN2. So I'm kicking back and watching that one for sure. And then Marshall Women's Soccer playing its last regular season game at Louisiana. That's coming up tonight, 7 o'clock as well. So I'll be keeping an eye on updates from that one. And, you know, we got hockey as well. The Blue Jackets are at Montreal tonight, 7 o'clock. So you got a few things. You got some options. You definitely got some options here. As we get set for the weekend of football, we get set for the World Series. And speaking of baseball, Dusty Baker has retired as manager of the Houston Astros. 26-year career as a skipper. Got a World Series win last season. I thought that was the best thing that could happen to a guy. When he was in charge of the Reds, there were times I'm like, why is this guy in charge of the Reds? And then you look back and go, man, why isn't this guy in charge of the Reds? Why isn't this guy running the Reds organization? I think it worked out best for him as he uh, he can sit back and know that he, he won a World Series, that his teams were contenders, consistent, and I hate to see him go. I was happy to see him go back when I was a Reds fan, wanting him to go. But at, as time went on, I was I was I hated seeing him go, and now I hate seeing him go. But he definitely will enjoy retirement. Speaking of retirement, we really don't talk too much about the Mountaineers, but I want to acknowledge the fact that Jay Jacobs. He's been on the Mountaineer basketball broadcast for nearly 50 years. He's been breaking them down. And I can tell you from my radio career, I spent a long night in the control room engineering the radio side on the radio station, just making sure the commercials fired. Back then, we didn't have this automation thing where we just let the computer do all the work. No, you actually had to come in and you actually actually physically play the commercials Crazy the way technology has taken over. But Jay Jacobs announcing his retirement from the Mountaineer Sports Network. He's 85 years old, and he's going to do a few more games. One of the final basketball broadcasts will be when the Mountaineers take on St. John's. 
They're going to recognize him, of course, because, well, the guy's been there for nearly 50 years. You should recognize him. He's been a, a mainstay of those games. Does a fantastic job. Always a gentleman when I, I talk to him and the rare chances that I did speak with him. So he definitely will be missed a big part of those West Virginia broadcasts for a long time. And I don't know who's going to follow, but good luck. Absolutely good luck. I don't know who's got the... I don't know. I don't know who you're going to be, but I hope you understand you are following in the footsteps of somebody who did it really well. So good luck. Absolutely good luck. Let's turn our attention to Marshall and Coastal Carolina. The Chanticleers playing host to the Herd. Joe Cashin joins us on the other side of the break here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Coming up on Saturday, the Thundering Herd on the road taking on the Chanticleers. We've got the game for you beginning at 3 o'clock right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Also on 93.7 The Dog. A lot of questions in this one. Injury reports on both sides of the ball. Both teams dealing with bangs and bruises and everything else that you can possibly throw at a football team. And let's find out a little bit more about what's happening with Coastal Carolina. Let's welcome back to the program the voice of the Chanticleers, Joe Cashin. And Joe, are you ready for the influx of West Virginians coming back to their second home? Oh, yeah, absolutely. No question about it. I mean, they love it down here. We love having them. Just hope it's not going to be, you know, for about three hours, hope it won't be that great. But the rest of the time, we hope we they enjoy the heck out of it. It's sort of like, I don't know why the two states just don't merge. I mean, there's so many West Virginians, know, the influx. I know that we got, we got a lot of, you know, we got a lot of folks from up that way that have a lot of property down here. You know, they love to come and vacation or live or do whatever, but whatever it is, spend some time. It's great. You know, I mean. If that we ought to do that. It's not going to be a hurt home game, you don't think? I mean, I know there's a lot of West Virginians that come down. It might be what 70-30? What do you think here? Um, I'm thinking seventy thirty. I think with this being homecoming for us and and parents' weekend, I kind of all rolled into one. I mean, I think we'll have. I think usually those are two good weekends for us, especially parents' weekend, and I, and hopefully, you know, they didn't unload. The, hopefully, they didn't offload their tickets, and we'll we'll put more heel in the stands, and then we'll have green. Looking forward to it. My guest, the voice of the Chanticleers, Joe Cashin. The invasion beginning soon as Herd fans will make their way to South Carolina to see this one. There's a lot of questions coming into this one. Of course, for Marshall, it's Rasheen Ali. Will he play? Will he not play? And for Coastal Carolina, there's a big question. Everyone's wanting to know who's your quarterback going to be on Saturday. I, I am anticipating. I have no official word. I'm not the doctors. Uh, I'm, I'm not in with the trainers. But I'm I'm, I'm anticipating it's going to be Jared Guest. That's what we're thinking right now. I mean that hit that Grayson took the other night was, I mean it was dirty. It was cheap. The the, the league turned their head on it. They turned away. They they said nothing about it. You know, and, and which is just so ridiculous. But anyway, I, I think we think it's going to be Jared Guest. Probably will get the start, and we'll probably play a couple of quarterbacks on in this game. So we'll just have to see how it goes. How does this team change fundamentally without Grayson McCall? Well, Paul, I mean, it's you know, I 
it, we're, we're, we're not the same. I mean, clearly it's not the same team. I mean, Grayson's at another level in terms of what he brings to this team, both on and off the field. I mean, he's such a, a tremendous talent at quarterback, has been for three and a half seasons now. And that's not to say that Jared can't get the job done, but, I mean, there's just such a comfort level when we have Ken out there running the offense, the things that he can do, you know, his experience, you know, how, how he just knows how to get the ball to the, you know, the guys in the right space, right? I mean, he knows how to do that. And he did it in the last offense, and he was really kind of picking this one up, too, the last couple of games. I mean, he was off the charts, right? I mean, at App State, he was phenomenal. Uh, through three quarters and about four minutes in, at Arkansas State, the same way, right, before he got knocked out out there. So, I mean, it, it, it makes us different. We're still potent. We still have op, uh, options offensively to move the ball and put points on the board, but it's just, you know, it, it, it's hard to take your franchise guy off the field and not be different. He's the poster child for the Sun Belt. If you would put a Sun Belt poster up right now, it's 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 uh, Grayson McCall. Yeah, yeah, and and Paul, and that that just adds to the whole you know silence in the league on this hit thing. I mean, you're talking about the three-time player of the year in this league. You know, poster child, as you said, the face of the league, and they've had nothing to say about what happened. Nothing to say about what happened the other night in Jonesboro. You know, I mean, how the officials let that kid stay in the game is just mind-blowing. Mind I mean, it's incredible, and, and the league has had nothing publicly to say about it. I mean, it's just, you know, I, <laughs> yeah, if, if five days later, I'm still, I, you know, I can't even believe, I can't believe that they run for the tall grass. I mean, be stand-up about it. You know, be stand-up. You know, tell us why. Tell us why there was no targeting on that call. You know, when you look at it and you see it, you see a guy launch lead with his helmet to a guy who's giving himself up and there's no targeting. Tell us why that's the case. You know, instead they run for the tall grass. And, you know, the three-time player of the league, more than likely not going to play this weekend. And, you know, who knows? If he doesn't play this weekend, when do we get him back? I would ask what the heat is like right now for this, but I think you're the prime example for it. There's a lot of people not happy. And they're not telling you anything. They're not giving you even a reason why they're not commenting. They're just ignoring it. Is that what you're getting? Well, I mean, behind the scenes, yeah. I mean, they, they, they yeah. I mean, privately, yes. But I mean, is there any statement coming from the league to, to our fans about it? No. You know, it, no. They've had nothing to say. You know, I mean, the supervisor of officials left a voicemail. I think for our head coach. You know, I mean, and I know that our our people have in back channels have. You know, our, our president, our AD, I mean, we've asked the league, you know, what's going on. We've asked the commissioner what's going on. And, you know, it's like, you know, that, you, you got to come out and, and at least tell the folks what's going on, right? I mean, isn't that PR 101? You get out in front of something like this? I mean, that, this is, you know, this isn't a, uh, every player is important, but this guy's different, right? I mean, this guy's different. Why, why wasn't there not targeting called on that play? Why? You know? <laughs> so. Anyway, I, I, let, let's, let's, let's talk about something else, Paul. I mean, No, I, I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying this because this is an important part of this game. Coastal Carolina comes into this matchup without its star player, which has been the star player in the league since, I don't know, what, 15 years ago? It feels like he's been around forever. <laughs> I mean, when you say Sunbelt football, Grayson McCall, I don't know what the league's going to do when he's not in in. And we might find out here sooner than later because uh, of the way that uh, the injury went down. And, of course, Marshall has uh, seen some injuries as well on Marshall's side. Rasheen Ali, we don't know if he's going to play yet. It's not 
going to be a game time decision, but it'll be close. So you got to prepare differently for the thundering herd without that potent running attack. Oh, there's no doubt about that. I mean, Ethan Payne is a is a quality running back, but you know he, he's not a Rasheen Ali. I mean, he's not. I mean, that's no offense to that kid, right? I mean, Ali's a player. He's a, he's a next level kind of player, right? You take him off the field, and things are a whole lot different for Marshall's offense. So you know, I mean, obviously he didn't play last week against JMU. I you know, coach up. I, I was watching some of the presser, and he said, you know, probably game time decision. You know, in this game Saturday night on Ali. So you know, it, it's. You're talking about the two best offensive players may not play in this game for both teams, and that certainly changes things. That will certainly make teams, both these teams look different if, if, if both of those things happen. I asked Coach Huff this to get his thoughts. Uh, everyone talks about the offense with or without Grayson McCall. The offense is going to do what it does, uh, no, no question there, but I don't think people talk enough about the defense that Coastal Carolina has. It's really been strong. And it's maybe just maybe a little bit ignored by more of the uh, the talking heads because that defense is pretty good. Yeah, you know, we brought some guys in through the portal since this is the portal era now. We went out, Coach Beck took over, brought in a, almost an entirely new defensive staff, a couple of new you know co-coordinators and whatnot. The only guy that was a holdover is on the defensive side, but we brought some size in overall on the defensive side of the ball because we had to. We brought some guys in on the back end because we had to. You know, we brought some guys in on the defensive front. And we have played pretty good defense. I think we've gotten better there this season. You know, I mean, last week at Arch State, I mean, we're kicking a field goal up seven in the fourth quarter, putting it over on our defense. Say, hey, look, you know, we're going to take a 10-point lead here. We need you to hold on to this lead. And, and that's what they did, you know. I mean, that's what they did. They're, they've gotten better. We've gotten stops when we needed to. Now, we haven't caused the, the turnovers lately. We got two the other night at Arc State. We haven't caused the turnovers lately that we did in the first three games, but we're getting stops. And that's really what football is kind of about, right? I mean, it's an offensive game. What you want your defense to do is, you know, string a couple, two or three stops at key points of the ball game and that's what our guys have been able to do with the with the you know the size that we've gotten the strength more depth through the portal we've gotten better on that side my guest the voice of the coastal carolina chanticleers joe cashin should be a fun one coming up on saturday as the herd traveling to its summer home its winter home its second home away from home Heard even likes playing bowl games there, Joe. That's how much Marshall and West Virginia fans love South Carolina. <laughs> well, they brought a good contingent to the bowl game, I tell you that. I mean, I, I looked at that bowl game, I thought, wow, you know. And Heck, we were up there last year in the parking lot, you know, before the game. Some of our guys were just kind of milling around our radio guys, and it's like, hey, like, you know, we, we knew some of those people, right? I mean, because they come down there, come down here, we go up there, and, you know, it, it's 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 a lot of that. That's a great that's a great fan base. The Marshall people are great people. You know, I mean, there's some fan bases in this league that I really don't care for. Marshall, I, I love I love the Marshall people. I really do. I think they're great fans. And they're savvy. They're knowledgeable. You know, they're they're in behind their team. We'll see that on Saturday, right? I mean, with all the green that's going to be around. But you know, I, I I love their fans. They're really good. What's the feel like for? I guess. The West Virginians that are in the state right now, do you get a little bit of that earlier, or is it going to be more of an influx during game time? Because you know, we joked about it, but there are a lot of people who are from South Carolina, from West Virginia. They're, 
there's a lot of crossover here. So what's the feel you get from the fan bases for this one? Uh, not a whole lot just yet. You know, maybe by tomorrow and certainly by game day Saturday, right? I mean, I think that's when you'll start to – that's when I, at least me anyway, and maybe I just – I haven't been out and about as much as I need to be, but I haven't really gotten a big feel for, you know, a lot just yet. I think Saturday when, you know, things kind of rev up a little bit and people wake up on Saturday morning and they get their tailgates together and they start flocking over to over to Conway, over to over to CCU and Brooks Stadium, I think that's kind of when, when you'll really get a, a game-time feel, the energy that's going to be I, from both fan bases. You know, like I say, I think we'll bring a lot. And I, obviously, I, I know Marshall will certainly take take their contingent and then more, right? But I think, I think game day is when we'll really get a good feel as to, you know, what that energy is going to be like for this game. All right, you, you led into it earlier, so I've got to ask. We know that Coastal and Marshall, we're all friends. Yeah, let's just go ahead and say it. We're all friends here. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know the uh, modern-day hate is happening tonight, so Georgia State, Georgia Southern, I know they're not friends. I've talked to people. They're not friends. Which no, schools no, are – yeah, which schools are Coastal Carolina, you know, friends with and not friends with? I think I like need to keep a notebook uh, on this. Uh, you could probably – I'll circle app. We can probably say on one finger who our friends are. <laughs> it's probably Marshall. I think everybody else pretty much hates us, which <laughs> that's fine. You know, I mean, the JMU people can't stand us. App State, they don't like us. Louisiana certainly hates us, you know, after what happened in 2020. But, you know, I, and everybody, uh, Arc, State, Arc State now, I mean, we got something going on with Arc State after what happened the other night. So, you know, I'm sure they hate us too. But uh, that's, what, that's what makes it fun, you know. I mean, these kind of rivalries, you know, when, 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 like you say, tonight you got Georgia State and Georgia Southern. You know, hey, they, they, they just hate each other. They don't like each other. And Georgia Southern, App State, they can't stand each other. That's what makes it fun, you know. And that's what makes, I think, this league different from whatever else is going on right now. You still have regional rivalries. You still have these, these schools that have a history together, like Marshall and App next week, right? That's a big one. That's a, that's a big time former rivalry that's getting back engaged now here in the Sun Belt. But I, I think, you know, the way the, the way, you know, the way the league is structured, you know, and, and all these close schools proximity wise that can get together and play these games and, and they either you know, like Coastal Marshall, you know, we, we like each other. That's good. But I mean Coastal and that no, heck no. We don't like them and they don't like us and that's great. <laughs> My guest, the voice of the Coastal Carolina, Chanticleers, Joe Cashin. Everybody hates Coastal except Marshall. We all we're all friends here. We're all friends here. Yeah, and you're right. Next week it'll be App Week, and uh, yeah, this is uh, it's Appy. You know, um, I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. they hate that Appy. I'm sorry, App. I have to still I have to let to learn how to say that now. App State. Yeah, they hate Appy. that Appy stuff. They hate Appy. <laughs> They I hate it. No, I don't I know it. why they hate that. I mean, it's so great. It's Appy State. It is. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, so you, and we haven't got to the point yet where I don't know what the things are that Coastal Carolina hates. So, you know, maybe you'll educate me a little bit later. What What are the things that annoy Coastal Carolina fans? Oh, when you say shant, the Chanticleers. That just, that drives me, that drives people crazy because it ain't, it ain't the Chanticleers. You got to say the shant. You know, that's how it's pronounced. And man, people do that on purpose. They just say the Chanticleers, and it's like, oh no, that ain't how you say it. That's not it. Come on, the Chanticleers. Yeah, it's easy. <laughs> it's Sean to Clears. 
There it is. Exactly, Paul. It's not hard. I mean, it's right there in our media guide. It's right there in our game notes. That's how you do it. I practiced. Trust me, I did practice just to make sure. I appreciate that. Because, you know, I was one of those fans. I didn't wasn't doing it on purpose. But, yeah, look at it. It's like, hey, it's the Chanticleers. No, it's the Chanticleers. Get it right. There right? you go. <laughs> That's it. I will admit, I think I've told you this before, before Marshall and Coastal Carolina were in the same league, I, I kind of liked Coastal Carolina. I thought that you know, it was a great school. It was always fun to follow Coastal. So I would always sneak the Coastal Carolina score in to the point where people would ask me, hey, did you go to Coastal Carolina? No, no. I just <laughs> I just like saying Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. I just like saying it. And now we're in the same league, and it's great. It is great. It is great. No doubt. We're looking forward to it. It's coming up on Saturday. My guest, Joe Cashin, the play-by-play voice of the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. We don't know, you know if Rasheen will be playing. We, we know probably Grayson won't be playing. It should be a fun time. And then afterwards, after those three hours are up, we can all be friends again. Absolutely, Paul. It should be a good one, you know. I mean, this Marshall defense is – I mean, they're, they're legit. They're the real deal. This Coastal offense, hopefully – even if we don't have grace and we can get something going, and we'll have a good show. You know, it'll be a good show Saturday night. Looking forward to it. Thanks for doing this again. We'll get back with you hopefully sooner than basketball season, which is right around the corner. Remind me, are you tra- you uh, you travel up here, right? I can't remember off the top of my head. Do you remember? Off the top of my head, I couldn't tell you. I think we do. I think so. Marshall came to us last year. Okay, so um, you get to come back to you get to come back to West Virginia again. Yes, uh-huh, yep. Looking forward to it. Joe, thanks for doing this as always. Appreciate it so much, and uh, we'll do it again soon. Paul, thanks so much for having me on. Appreciate it. That is Joe Cashin, the play-by-play voice of the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. More coming up on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our text line this hour is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. If you just missed it, we had the voice of the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers with us, Joe Cashin. He was hot about Grayson McCall, wasn't he? If you were with us, you heard that. He was hot. League not saying a thing about him, how he went out. Well, he's definitely not going to be the quarterback on Saturday. And how does that help the Thundering Herd, or does it? We've seen the Herd have problems before with quarterbacks, multiple quarterbacks. So we might see Coastal go to a multiple quarterback set, whatever the case may be. We'll find out Saturday, and we've got the game for you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I mean, there should be a it should be not as bad of a a challenge for the Thundering Herd. You're going to a place where a lot of players know about. Absolutely. Beating UConn in the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Somebody asked me, when does when does the Myrtle Beach Bowl play again? And I'm almost like, yeah, you know what? They play Saturday. The Herd's back in South Carolina. It, that That's the Myrtle Beach Bowl right there once again. Not a bad spot for a bowl. Going to South Carolina, Christmas time, winter, yeah, that's not bad. Not a bad place for a bowl. Herd likes going to those warm destinations. If you notice this, Herd definitely likes going to those warm destinations. 
I'm sure if Marshall can get the bowl eligibility, uh, I don't know if going back to the Myrtle Beach Bowl would be the play, but you take the best available bowl you can get. And hopefully the herd can improve its standings. You look at the Sun Belt standings, and we'll get more detail on what Marshall's going to need to do tonight as we've got an East Division showdown, the modern-day hate game between Georgia State and Georgia Southern. East Division looks like this. James Madison, which is not eligible for the championship game. So James Madison can win out. Doesn't matter. Not eligible. So right now, Georgia State sitting on top at 3-1. and one, And Old Dominion's right there with them, also at 3-1. and one. Then Georgia Southern's at 2-1. and one. So this is important for Georgia Southern with one loss. Coastal Carolina, 2-2. Two 3-2 two. Two would help their cause a lot more than 2-3. And, and then you got the Thundering Herd right there at 1-2. Now, if Marshall drops to 1-3 and three in Sunbelt play, that's a tough hill to climb. With the remainder of the schedule, that's, a, that's really a tough hill because you look at the remainder of the schedule, and it's not going to get much easier. Sure, Arkansas State, and I don't want to dunk on them too much, but Arkansas State's not exactly – the greatest challenge for the Thundering Herd. I mean, I've kind of pinned that one in as, okay, that's a win for Marshall. I know I shouldn't do that, but that's a win for Marshall. I'm going to be disappointed if that's – and I'm not going to go with a competitive arrogance argument, but that's one that I think the Herd should win. But you look at the rest of the schedule, where are the wins coming? Can you get the win against Coastal Carolina? And then you got App State. One and two, very unlike App State. So I know they want to get off this, off the, off the losing side of things. Georgia Southern, as I mentioned, Georgia Southern's two and one. They could be three and one tomorrow, or they can be two and two. And then at South Alabama, what's South Alabama doing? Well, they're two and one right now in the West Division. The West Division is Texas State, Troy, and South Alabama all at two and one. Louisiana is one and two. That's kind of unheard of. Arkansas State's one and two. And then ULM and Southern Miss both 0 and 4. So Marshall, one and two. App State, one and two. Nobody probably saw that coming. And you've got James Madison, which we saw coming. Still 4 and 0 in league play. And Georgia State, a much improved team. I mean, they're 6 and 1 overall. They're 6 and 1, 3 and 1 in league play. Absolutely having a great season. And then Marshall trying to avoid going 500 in both Sunbelt play and overall. You're going down to familiar territory in South Carolina, taking on Coastal Carolina without its star quarterback, which went down in a way that has enraged the fan base. And again, if you just joined us earlier we spoke with the voice of the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers, Joe Cashin, and he was a little hot about it, the way the league has not said a thing about the way that Grayson McCall went down. And he is the poster child. He's the guy. The Sun Belt has a poster, and it's Grayson McCall. Billboards. Hey, 
Sunbelt football, it's rising. And there's Grayson McCall. I'm sure they have that artwork somewhere. He's the guy. He's been here forever. You know, Marshall's the new kid on the block, just about. And it's been Grayson McCall and everything he's done. So is this the right time to catch the Chanticleers? Is this the game? Okay, Marshall can get this team. I mean, after all, you look at what they have done as as individuals. They've, they've done a lot. As a team, Coastal Carolina, they've won the Sun Belt in 2020. They won the Big South multiple times. And the Chanticleers have been in the conversation for a majority of its run in the Sun Belt. So absolutely, this is the right time to catch a program that has been consistently good in the Sun Belt. Our text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Texter writes in, don't you think that we should call Coastal Carolina University the shanties short a sound in the middle? No. (laughs) I know. You can say that. I can't. I can't. They're the Chanticleers. I have to to maintain broadcast decorum here. You guys can call them whatever you want. That's great. That's fine. I'm not going to get the T-shirt. I can't. um, I can't. uh, I can't say anything other than Chanticleers. That's what they're called. Chanticleers. But if you've got different variations, you can text those in. If I can read them, I will. 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. 304-396-8255. It's not like calling Appalachian State Appy. And I try to call them App State. I try to adhere to what they like, what their fans like. It's App State, not Appy. And then I bring a guy in who used to co-host this show with me, Woody Woodrum, and he'll call him Appy. And then he'll recall some story where I guess uh, people threw things at him. I'm not sure. He's not a big Appalachian State fan. I might have to get him in here eventually. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. we got one more of these segments coming up. Thanks for sticking around. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our final segment, today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We go back to the text line at 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Texter wants to know when the Myrtle Beach Bowl is. December 18th. I did look that up. December 18th. Or if you want to count the game that's coming up on Saturday against Coastal Carolina, Saturday. Take your pick. And, yes, uh, responding to the text, the herd will get paid. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. At least I hope they get paid. I would I would think they would get paid. I don't think you just go down there for free, would you? I don't I don't. I don't think that's how it works. I don't think so anyway. You could at Christian Spears on Twitter, the Hurt AD. You could add him and ask him. And again, my Twitter handle, formerly known as Twitter, it's X now, at Paul Swan. 
We got Thursday night football coming up right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And that's coming up right after the Coach Charles Huff show. That's at 7.05. You can listen to it here on 93.7 The Dog and ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. As the thundering herd head man, Charles Huff, will break it down with the voice of the herd, Steve Cotton. And that, again, comes up tonight. You can listen to it always on 93.7 The Dog and ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And then stay right here after the Coach Huff Show. Keep it locked. 94.1 or, or AM 930. We got the Thursday night football showdown. Again, I'm watching it for fantasy football purposes only. Fantasy football purposes only. Tampa Bay at Buffalo. That's coming up tonight. We've got that. And, of course, if you want to catch that game a little earlier, you can start at 7.30 on our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. And I'll be following that a little bit, keeping an eye on it. But at the same time, I want to see more of Georgia State and Georgia Southern tonight, 7.30. Modern Day Hate. I think that's my new favorite rivalry name, Modern Day Hate. That is my favorite because of the fact that these are just two programs that tell you up front, we don't like each other and we don't care who knows. We absolutely don't care who knows. We want to shout from the top of the stadium that we don't like that other school. So Georgia Southern, Georgia State – Modern day hate. I'm going to watch that and find out how much hate's really going on if this thing is getting overhyped, or at least I'm overhyping it. I think my favorite, if it's not this, is still the 100 miles of hate because that's pretty much roughly the distance between Western Kentucky's campus and Middle Tennessee's campus and going back to the Conference USA days. I like that rivalry a lot. 100 miles of hate. I mean, we're not talking 25 miles of hate. We're not talking 50 miles. We're talking 100, 100 miles of hate. Marshall fans, we need a rivalry. We need a rivalry. You got the battle for the bell. That's the game against Ohio. How many of you... I like Ohio. And that's probably part of the problem. I like Ohio. I like the Bobcats. Maybe I'm going to get crucified for that. I don't care. I have friends who went to Ohio. I have friends I work with that are Bobcats. They're always nice to me. I've always had a good experience in Athens when I would travel. The battle for the bail. I mean, it's cool. You're playing for a trophy. That's always cool. But it's not the... Modern day hate. It's not even, and again, pardon me if I, I, inside, I'm laughing inside. I know they take it seriously, but I'm laughing inside. The Royal Rivalry. That's the matchup between Old Dominion and James Madison. The Royal Rivalry. It just sounds, I don't know, it's passe. I don't you put it next to, I mean, there are two rivalry games this weekend in the Sun Belt. You have the Royal Rivalry, and you have Modern Day Hate. 
Which one sounds like the better rivalry? I mean, it's nice. Old Dominion, James Madison, they get together. You got the the Monarchs and the Dukes. Okay, that makes sense. I'm cool with that. It makes sense. I get it. You got something there to play off of. But then you got Georgia State and Georgia Southern just, you know, hate. And they're okay with it. Hate's not a good word. You shouldn't hate anybody. You don't hate people. You shouldn't hate people. Right? You don't want to hate people. No, if you're Georgia State or Georgia Southern, it's hate. Absolutely. It's 100% hate. It's modern-day hate. It's not yesteryear hate. It's not once-upon-a-time hate. It's now. It's hate now. So I like that rivalry. I want to watch that game alone because of that rivalry name, modern-day hate. And I think the Sun Belt should push that stuff more. It was in the game notes. They talk about it. But still, I think the Sun Belt should play that stuff up a lot more. And Marshall needs a rivalry, or at least a cool rivalry name with someone. Would you have a cool – what would the rivalry name be between Marshall and App State? What would the rivalry name be between Marshall and Georgia Southern? Or James Madison? I don't know if you can come up with something. That's your homework assignment. Come up with some rivalry names for some of these rivalries. I mean, the best rivalry name we got going right now in soccer, it's the Mountain State Derby, which that's cool. That's a, that seems That sounds prestigious, which WVU won, by the way, the last version of this. So that sounds prestigious, the Mountain State Derby. But Marshall needs a cool rivalry name. And that's going to do it for this edition. Hey, thanks for being a part of it today here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'll be back with you tomorrow. We've got high school football to talk about. A lot of area matchups. We've got a couple more weeks until the playoffs begin in West Virginia and Ohio. We've got playoff action getting underway Friday. We've got playoff action beginning in the state of Kentucky as well. So we've got a lot of playoff action to start getting you set for. And that's coming up. Ashland, one more week until the playoffs. We'll take on Simon Kenton. Huntington's got St. Albans. I feel sorry for St. Albans. Huntington's going to take it out on them. Losing to Cabell Midland. Spring Valley will play host to Parkersburg. Those are our kindred communications games. We'll talk about this and more tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in. I'll be with you here again, 5.06 p.m. on ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. Until then, have a great night. Retransmitting in Glorious FM on 94.1 W227DS Huntington. This is 930 WRVC Huntington, celebrating 100 years of broadcasting.